Like always, you can find me on twitch.tv slash davidmain8. My Instagram is davidmain8 underscore twitch. And my YouTube is davidmain. Enjoy the podcast. What? It's the intro music. Because we're on the break we're on the break screen, you know. Yeah. So I could hear this faintly, but just because we're talk because we're talking about wrestling today, I just wanted to Alright, good show. Mm. I mean you can't hear it, but Yeah, no, I can't. Okay, I turned it off. It's off. <laughs> I just want to do that. What? I want to do that because, like, you know, I've been using um, "Shh" by Misery. <laughs> That's the name of the song. Is "Shh" by Misery, um, and so I, I, you know, I, I think what really what sparked this video was the video I sent you today. Or, mm-hmm. uh, hell, let me look up the user so that way I don't. Oh, Super Eye Patch Wolf. Um. So that oh, he's like a OG like anime YouTuber. He is. He yeah. is. Yeah. It just he's really good at writing videos and and um. Very soothing voice. It's very monotone, but you know, like, very soothing. Um. And actually, the video that popped up in my recommended this morning was a video called uh, "Villains in Wrestling Making People Hate You." Right. And it kind of went into these like different, um, I guess, aspects of wrestling and heels in wrestling, right? Which are the bad guys. And um, talked about, um, you know, there's different types of heels in wrestling. And, you know, you, you have people that use fear. You have people that use heat, cheap heat. Right. Just, just to preface this. Mm-hmm. I'm not as knowledge not I guess to whoever is listening or viewing, I'm not as knowledgeable in wrestling. So all these right. terms that I'm hearing is new. David is more uh, uh, active. So so a, a heel in wrestling, right? So uh, there's a usually a face and a heel in wrestling, right? This is the um, terminology for good versus bad. Usually, you know, a face is a good guy and a heel is a bad guy. Um then you know terms like heat is what wrestlers use to draw reaction from a crowd or um you know uh now because we're living in a social media age uh you can draw heat online you know you can tweet out something and and get people charged up and, and draw some real heat from that and the video itself kind of went into different aspects of of heels and uh, you know, th- there's a lot of good storytelling that goes on in New Japan. And I've talked to you a lot about. I've tried to explain to you a lot how there's the differences between New Japan and, and WWE, right? Yeah, yeah, and, um, yeah. I, I think like the, <laughs> well, what I was trying to preface is that like we're we're or like um, did did you preface that like we we watched a certain video so, about wrestling and then I, I was gonna get there. I was okay. gonna get there. So, so the the story is that video popped up in my recommended, and then the video after that was obviously um, professional wrestling is stupid and beautiful, right? <clears throat> By Super Eye Patch Wolf, 
And then you also made, I think, like another video on The Undertaker, which is really, really fascinating as well. Um, and, and this doesn't just focus on WWE. It focuses on wrestling worldwide and even a little bit of wrestling in the independence. There was uh, one of his top examples of heels was in Stardom, which is, you know, Japanese, like uh, like Joshi's, you know, female wrestlers. Um and went into the storytelling there and in heels there. And, and so when I saw the video today, uh, it, it was such like a perfect, just like perfectly wrapped box, I guess, with the bow on top of why it, it was, it was like a 30 minute long video, but just, it's so well written. And, uh, even his storytelling is great. You know, um, it had me, I guess, like completely wrapped in because, uh, I've been watching wrestling since like maybe 2003. So I had to be about four or five years old. The first time I ever watched wrestling. Um, and I do remember what I used to watch, which was SmackDown, which was Friday night SmackDown. Uh, because Friday night SmackDown, I forgot what channel it used to be on, but you could get it on basic cable. And, uh, and, and, and Monday Night Raw was usually on the USA na uh, Network, <laughs> USA Network, if I remember correctly. And I forgot what channel Friday Night SmackDown used to be on. But the reason why I remember watching it is because oftentimes on the weekends, I would go over to my cousin's house and we'd watch it and they'd have basic cable and they had SmackDown, right? So I, I remember a lot of that, you know, and I, I watched it basically from 2011 or 2003 to 2011 and then I fell out of love with it around 2012 uh, which is like right around the time I got to high school and then I picked it back up in 20 mm, I want to say I started watching regularly again like actually weekly pay-per-views and everything around like uh, mid 2019 so there was about like a seven eight year gap in which I didn't watch uh, consistently, I would still keep up. I would still keep up from time to time. But I do remember the last big thing I watched was CM Punk's, CM Punk's Money Money in the Bank 2011, which was a five star classic match. You know, like of course, like it's you know game changing in the wrestling world. It broke the fourth wall, stuff like that. Um, but the video itself uh, went into a lot of New Japan stuff. And, and uh, I think the biggest example they used was the Golden Lovers, which was Kenny Omega. And then I forgot the other dude's name, uh, the one that was in uh, New uh -huh. Japan. Um, yes. I don't, I I don't I, I, it's like the thing is like, I, I'm, I never really watched New Japan growing up. Uh, obviously, I didn't really have access to it. I mean, honestly, like a lot of people didn't really have access to, especially if you were a kid, you didn't have access to... Uh, looking at indie stuff or new japan stuff or anything like that you know it's like you kind of just watch what you saw on tv and then maybe you'd get lucky if your parents spent the 50 dollars on a pay-per-view you know and uh which i never did because my parents would never buy me a pay-per-view so i'd have to watch the monday night raw following and and kind of get the, the the highlights or catch up you know mm -hmm. so i think just like in in general um i i it, people ask me all the time why do you like wrestling? You know, you're a grown adult. I don't understand how people can get into it. And it's the same with anything, right? There's always a nostalgia factor, right? I think, I think number one reason why is, is I have a deep nostalgia towards wrestling. I remember my, my fondest days were 
spent watching it with family. It was spent, you know, uh, talking about it in school. Uh, whenever we'd have, you know, uh, jumpers or anything like that. And me and my cousins would fucking just go at it like straight clothesline, you know, like, yeah, it just, it, it, mm-hmm. it was something, man. And, and you, the older you get, you know, people always tell you, you know, wrestling's fake, wrestling's fake, you know, but the thing is, is like, is any storytelling real, you know, like, and, and I think the thing with, with wrestling, why it's so entertaining is it happens in real time, you know, like it, I think the video has a perfect example where it says like, if seven days goes by in real life, seven days go by in the ring, you know? So it, it, it's happening in real time. It's long-term storytelling. You're not invested, I guess, like, you're more so invested in the characters presented, right? You're, you're invested in storylines. There's Like I was saying, there's no difference, I really think, between a Netflix, you know, special, like a Netflix show, like 13 Reasons Why, and wrestling. I mean, obviously, there's key differences. But the problem is, is like, do they both have storytelling? Yes. Do they both have characters that you relate to? Yes. Do they both have characters you don't like? Yes. Do they both have, you know, uh, a, a start, middle, and end? Yes. You know, it it it's the key components of storytelling. Um, I, you know, people just I call it violent theater. You know, <laughs> it just it is what it is, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it it's something that's just like man, it's it's great, you know, and especially like uh, it it, it definitely is a, um. It's a, it's theater masquerading as a sport, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and uh, yeah, I mean, it wouldn't have been been around for so long if it wasn't entertaining, right? Because at the end of the day, like that's it's called world wrestling, entertainment, <laughs> entertainment. Um, so, but but I did get excited because I I never I've never watched a video in which I thought completely embodied, uh, I guess like the the wrestling viewing experience, uh, much like that video that I saw. And so I did feel the need to share with like some of my friends because I, I would like I wanted them to watch the video and kind of just see if they felt like any emotions invoked because it is something that like I, I enjoy a lot and it's something that brings me a lot of I guess joy and happiness. Uh is is, you know, whatever people want to call it, you know, but people make living off of it. Um, you know, they're meant to entertain at all ages and um that's what they do. I'm entertained, you know, whenever Whenever I watch, like I fucking, I, I was speeding the other day just to get home to watch SummerSlam in time, you know? So, um, yeah. So, so I, I did share the video with you, Patrick. Um, you know, did you, did you have any thoughts about it? You know? So I guess to kind of start off with my, my knowledge of wrestling is very limited. I had like maybe a phase in elementary school. Um, I think that was like the time where like the undertaker was like trending i don't, I don't know what what arrow is that. <laughs> yeah no um, um i mean the undertaker's always been popping but there was a there was a point where kind of undertaker made like a little bit of a comeback after yeah not, not he, and I think, he went from the american badass where he was riding around on a motorcycle to back to the dead man right and yeah, like that that's yeah, yeah. that was like the you know when he going back to the old theme song and that's kind of like when i i guess like around the same era of i picked it up too you know yeah yeah well and then like what was his what was his partner's name um kane yeah, brothers no. of destruction baby it's kane yeah it's kane okay cool. <laughs> I, fu- I fucking love kane 
Yeah, yeah. So like, I think oh, like man. they used to scare time, the shit out of me as a kid, dude. What, what's oh, funny God. is that those are those are my like maybe favorite ones at the time. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Um, and I think you know I obviously enjoyed it. Um, I obviously like. Especially when I remember me like, and my cousins used to try to do like the eye roll, like when he, when he would roll his eyes back, and we'd be like, "Oh!" <laughs> like I think like 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 the video stated, um, there's always this kind of like underlying tone of like people kind of like not liking wrestling because mm-hmm. it's fake, right? But I mean, like it said, with anything, with anything, it's like fake. It's just purely entertainment, right? But I think like with wrestling, they try to make it real that when it when you find out it is fake i think that like illusion is is ruined Mm -hmm. so i think that's where people there's that like left path right right path where it's like you people like stick around with it because i'll give you like yeah yeah it's fake but you know it's still entertaining i want to let you finish but yeah i i want to add to that and saying that i i remember one of the reasons why i did fall out of watching wrestling is because there was a lot of kids in my neighborhood that were like oh wrestling's fake blah 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 yeah, scripted yeah. and shit like that and when you're a kid and then it's like the same i it's like you don't want to be a kid loving something that's fake you know and like kids i remember as when i was you know getting into high school you know and i was getting out of middle school and and people were like oh wrestling's fake and blah 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 and like you still watch that and blah 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 and then, then obviously like you're you know 13 14 you're impressionable so it's like you're you're just trying to uh not get made fun of so you just stop watching it you know yeah and i think but, that's yeah. like one of the big reasons well, one of the bigger reasons why i stopped mm-hmm. i think like also just me being the person that i am um it didn't really like vibe with me in that sense Mm. like i'm a very like kind of like quiet and reserved person and like wrestling is very you know Mm -hmm. out there yeah um performative yeah yeah so i think like um that's part of the reason why i fell out um like i do like i do respect it to -hmm. some extent you know because it is it is real it is people who are trying to like like a lot of like big like stars came out of it Mm -hmm. and people have opportunities that come out of it yeah um, whether they're pursuing acting and so on and so forth um which is really respectable and i don't think it should be looked down upon because right i like cartoons Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is basically anime yeah um and you know people should like whatever they whatever they like um just because just because you don't like it doesn't mean um you should you know degrade it in any sense Mm -hmm. but um yeah i think i think the video was was very um informative in the fact that like um there was some stuff that i didn't know like what is it called like the curtain call Um, oh yeah yeah the kayfabe's dead arc basically yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. and then um i didn't i didn't know um the, the the one guy that like they targeted and then his career like went down oh triple h yeah i didn't know that was triple h yeah yeah um well it's funny after you after you really see that i love the clip that they showed because that clip like in a way and, and you know like how they make the Wait, argument which clip? which clip uh i'm i'll explain it to us uh, okay <laughs> it's uh it, it, in wrestling it's crazy how sometimes things accidentally become your thing right and when that clip came out four years later when Triple H is getting interviewed by Jim Ross 
and he's going off and he's just like you keep talking about student of the game he's like i am the fucking game <laughs> and it's funny because it's like now whenever i think of triple h it's like the game triple h you know like yeah, yeah, literally yeah. like his theme song after that by motorhead was like it's time to play the game you know like <laughs> it's it, it's it's great and like i think that's one of the things I, I love about wrestling too is like little like nuances like that like um i don't think that video really talked about gimmicks i think um the I, think under- I think brushed on it yeah the undertaker video talks about gimmicks and and oftentimes gimmicks are what sets you aside or sets you apart from other wrestlers right so mm-hmm. the undertaker's gimmick is that he's the dead man right um Triple H's gimmick is that he's the game, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, um, and, and, and obviously like, you know, they talk about in the undertaker video, they, they talk about, uh, they often make fun of the, the eighties because the eighties had eighties and early nineties had a wild time for gimmicks. Like they had like a minotaur, they had a Viking, they had a dentist, just, you know, wild, wild gimmicks. And, um, but I feel like that's very 80. It is very, you know, very out there, especially with, um, you know, just, there's not a lot going on. Like, uh, I, I, I went back in the video. They, they talk about storytelling and one of the, one of the, um, matches they bring up is wrestlemania 8 with bret hart and uh rowdy roddy piper and on the same card there's a wrestler whose gimmick is being a matador um (laughs) you you know like um so the gimmicks were still alive and i went back actually and when you were like oh can you push back to 11 i was like that's perfectly fine because i was already watching i was actually re-watching that wrestlemania and I went back and I watched the match in its entirety and um, it's so um, because you're a filmmaker, right? So you know the importance of storytelling and writing where in the, and I keep bringing it back to the video, but the video and and I, and the reason I bring it back to the video is because I don't want to steal or claim any points that are mine, but, but the video does a good job of, of explaining about how when you have actors, you the actors and it's up to the to to the script writers and director and all that stuff to make sure that the script makes sure the actor is the character they're playing and not the uh actual actor you know like if keanu if like if keanu weaves 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 like keanu reeves and john wick right if like keanu reeves and john wick is like i'm keanu you know what i'm saying like it's it's not so subtle and I, and I think the same thing with wrestling too and back to the match where you you really blur these lines and uh but 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 a lot of the storytelling is physical there's a mm-hmm. lot of there's a lot of physical storytelling and to bring it back to you after bringing it back to the wrestling is as you know a director yourself as a writer yourself somebody who who's a jack of all trades and does it all themselves because you're you're basically independent when it comes to filmmaking is you have to do a good job of writing a script and directing something in which the actors or the characters that they play and not the actual not them actual selves right and i always found it interesting with wrestling where 
these 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 people these wrestlers are so fantastic at storytelling and character uh and and becoming their character that most of the time you don't even know their real names right mm-hmm. like i love seth rollins i found out recently like his name was like colby lopez like i was just like colby lopez like shut the fuck up you know i'm like fucking dorky ass name you know um like, like the, the undertaker's other, name is like mark calloway uh like canes is glenn jacobs you know like, you wouldn't um, so you know it's stuff like that and so like i i, I want i want to know your perspective on storytelling through i guess like dialogue and and characters right when when writing a script right because because the thing now with the WWE is, and it's a, it's a complaint because they want a lot of how wrestling used to be, where a lot of these promos and a lot of the dialogue and promos used to be really off the cuff, right? With maybe like some bullet points on what they're doing, but now because it's so influenced by television networks, they have to write these scripts and remember, you know, memorize these scripts. So, I guess like like you, like as a filmmaker yourself, um, how difficult is it to really, I guess write a story with characters that are believable so i think one thing i learned more so recently is Mm -hmm. that like yeah you can have a script but it's very and and this is why like directors get so much credit um Mm -hmm. um within like the industry is because i mean i'm not a film film major so please don't quote me this Mm -hmm. is like basically what i learned right um just from first-hand experience. But, the, but I think that's what, like, I mean, why I like asking your perspective on stuff like that because you're not traditionally trained. You've had to do this stuff on your own. You've had to be yeah, independent. Yeah, yeah. You've had to learn from other people in the field. You've had to learn on your own, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you have a different attitude and perspective towards it as someone who's, I guess, like, knows in the books about everything, you know? Mm. Sorry, continue. No, no, no. So, like, yeah, that, that's why, like, film uh, directors get so much credit is because, like, it's they're directing them um mm-hmm. to like kind of like point them to the right direction right um like yeah you can have this script but if that if the director isn't translating that mm-hmm. for for the actors for it to be believable then that's where you that's where those lines like kind of like shift a little bit right and i think um yeah i think like it, it's it's ultimately like either up to it's up to the director as well as like the actors and and that mm-hmm. there's this like chemistry going on where you guys are like in the same page where you're kind of informing them about you know what this character is all about and it's up to them to kind of like deliver that um my my stuff is more so like like dialogue based mm-hmm. so i kind of have to give this like background of like like what type of person this is um what's mm-hmm. the relation with the other person right um, and it has to be smooth as well, right? You have to yeah, you have yeah. to integrate background, like background storytelling, without being o- like overt about it. And mm. um, I feel like I feel like that's like with any sort of st- good storytelling, you can't just be like, "This person is from blah blah blah. They do blah blah blah. Their job is blah blah blah, and they don't like blah blah blah." And then boom, there's the character, right? Like you you have to make it really subtle in a way to where it's communicated clearly but at the same time isn't over, like overtly there. Yeah, yeah. And I think I think like the 
so there's there's like one hand of that and then especially with like a script um it's like i know some like example like for marvel and like the avengers most of their lines is off the cuff mm-hmm. and they change the scripts like the day of um because the actors are at such a high level um it's a lot more natural like this way than what's written on the script wait hold on can i say something i just got yeah, yeah, yeah. i got a breaking news notification uh <laughs> cnn shinzo abe which is japan's oh, prime yeah. minister just resigned so yes i mean <laughs> side note sorry i just i just i just got i just got it on my phone right now i was like oh no no yeah and he's done a lot of like really controversial things i yeah i i i study government right and i remember a couple years ago we studied um we well i i took a comparative politics class and we studied eight different governments right and japan was one of them and uh it's funny because japan they're not entirely democratic um shinzo abe is yes their prime minister but a lot of things are just for him to take the blame like mm-hmm. that's just kind of how they do it. They have to get a fall guy and Shinzo Abe is just their fall guy. But anyways, <laughs> back to storytelling and wrestling. No, 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 yeah. Um you know well, I guess I don't really I... have like a full opinion on it. I just know that he's he's taken the hit for a lot of things because Yeah. They, they But he's also made a lot of Yes. decisions on his own. He's also Japan the way they kind of work too is like they're they're um they do have ceremonial positions, right? They do have royalty positions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They do have a prime minister, uh, but they also do kind of have a, I think it's called like a diet or something like that, where it's kind of like a, um, I guess like our version of Congress, right? Where they have other people really making big decisions, um, yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. And and Shinzo Abe is kind of just like the um, um, figurehead really, but. But yeah, back to score storytelling. Yeah, I just. Um, but the thing, the thing with um, wrestling is that there's no, like like you said, it's happening during real time. Mm-hmm. So it's and there's no like breaks in between. Like you can you can cut, like a like a short film, but when it's like in the ring, like you have a live audience, and you yeah, have, anything like, can happen too. Any anything can happen. Yeah. So I think that's why wrestlers operate in such a, like a high level because they have to do this themselves Mm -hmm. and i think to some and i think that's why this line is blurred because they have to be they have to be the character Um, yeah and and i think that's why a lot of people are very you know like how people like watching nascar because they want to see a car accident right like when when something uh when something blows up in, in nascar it's a big it's you know it is when the car crashes happen in nascar it is a car crash like there's cars flipping cars catching on fire people people want to go to nascar you know um races just to see an accident happen and i think it's the same thing with wrestling a little bit where it's because things are so off the cuff things are on the fly some things are unplanned they want to know what what would happen if things didn't go the way it's planned right yeah yeah, um you know and they call them botches right when like a move is botched or or a, um a spot so like a spot is like a 
Um, so much terminology. I know, I know, dude. Trust me. A spot is like uh, an actual planned part of the match, right? So, like, let's say like there's a spot where like wrestlers are fighting outside the ring, and somebody climbs up on the top rope and like the top turnbuckle, and they do like a you know like a a, a, a senton like like a front flip or something like into like that crowd of wrestlers outside, you know, like and that would be a spot right there. Um, mm-hmm. They would, and they, you know, people, I guess, want to go because they want to see like a botched spot or, or you know, there, 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 there is a, there's an aspect where people like want to go to the live shows just to see something happen, you know, that isn't supposed to happen. And mm-hmm. I honestly think it all kind of, it all kind of started with, and, and this is where I think storytelling and wrestling is sometimes unmatched, is CM Punk's money in the bank 2011 buildup right cm punk is this wrestler who's been you know in the indies when he was in ring of honor was fucking held in high regards right gets signed to wwe starts in on their third brand ecw um gets moved to the main roster eventually has a couple title reigns you know very important you know not uh very talented right both you know on the microphone in the ring and then Mm -hmm. it gets to this like boiling point in 2011 when cm punk is winning his matches winning these like these number one contender matches but he's not being promoted by the company he's not on the banners he's not on the posters he's not on the promotional cups right and so then in one monday night raw in 2011 like a couple like two three weeks before money in the bank he comes out to the ring on john cena versus r-truth's you know tables match and helps r-truth win grabs a microphone and drops the pipe bomb right and the pipe bomb is basically this five six minute long promo where he's calling the rock Dwayne the entire time he's shouting out ring of honor in new japan right which is like never heard of and then he's mentioning indie wrestlers like colt cabana right that like have nothing to do with the wwe and and he like looks at the camera and he waves and he's like blaming the fans and he says like the company's better off if vince mcmahon's dead and it's just this they call it the pipe bomb because it was a lot of shit going on and um it it, it broke this fourth wall and I think I think it did change wrestling where you expect wrestlers now to break that fourth wall, right? You expect wrestlers to I guess reach through the screen and, and bring you in, right? They they want they want I think people really want that line to be blurred even more. You know? Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. want they want the line to be so blurred that that character like is a real person and they exist in the same world we exist in. Yeah, 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 and um, it, it's one of those things where uh, I I was I was watching, for example, like uh, the thing that people always point to is is the Undertaker's debut, right? Where the you know the organs are playing, the the church bells are ringing, and then like all these kids' faces are just like you know just terrified you had grown adults terrified you know and i think people are just kind of looking for that line blur to come back right in the age of social media in the age of you know content like so the wwe network where they have all these shows and behind the scenes shows wwe untold stuff like that they have documentaries now where they 
I think they know the the audience on WWE Network as adults. And I thought about this the other day. Um, I think they know their their audience as adults because they do so many documentaries and behind the scenes stuff in which they're actually using the characters' real names, right? The the wrestlers, the performers' real names, mm-hmm. and their life stories, their upbringing, and stuff like that. Because I think as a kid, you know, you want that the line will always be blurred for kids kids for fuck's sakes think tyrannosaurus is real you know like kids are not they are (laughs) exactly you know what i'm saying like kids (laughs) you know like i think kids will always believe whatever you tell them right Mm -hmm. but as far as adults it's like there's so much content there's so much social media presence now that you know that these people aren't their characters Mm -hmm. and when you have moments like uh, like the under you have characters like the undertaker right mark calloway didn't really even start doing a documentary until this last year and even when he was seen on public he was wearing all black all the time wouldn't talk to anybody whatever you know so there's always that aspect of keeping kayfabe alive right versus living in the social media age where a lot of these people have to use their real names on social medias because they got other business event you know ventures going on outside of the ring mm-hmm. and um I think we, as a viewer, sometimes crave that, um, I guess, innocence and, like, pureness of wrestling sometimes, where we want these characters to be, we want them to break the fourth wall and exist in their character form, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, I think another another um, example of that is when Roman Reigns uh, relinquished his title a few years back because he was, you know, battling with leukemia. And, um, you know, he came out and even said, like, he's like, I'm not Roman Reigns. I'm, I'm Joe Anawaii. Like, this is like, I'm a real human being, too. And then it's like, I, I think fans also live for that moment, too, right? Where they where they get to experience their 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 favorite performer as a real person. Because it's like they, they come from this, like, yeah, they come grounded a little bit. And yes. it's like, it's like, whoa, like, yeah, it's, it's relatable now. Yeah, and that's the biggest thing, you know, and, and these these wrestlers, you know, even though they're in their own world, are larger-than-life figures, you know? Like, mm-hmm. dude, like, WrestleMania, when you're fucking, you know, in an 80,000-person you know, person arena, you know, sold out, and you're, and you're doing numbers on pay-per-view, and you're coming out on this huge screen and ramp and stuff like that, like, you do feel larger than life, and, like... I, when I went to a live event back in February, even though it was in a small arena, um, it felt like I said, it felt larger than life. Like, um, it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, the, the, the emotions it invokes when you're actually there in person too is insane. And that's why like, I, I'm praying so badly that, and I know it probably won't happen and it breaks my heart even just thinking, like, I literally just like felt my energy change talking about it. But like, if, <laughs> if like WrestleMania gets pulled from the SoFi stadium in LA, like, oh, I'm going to be heartbroken, bro. Like the tickets are supposed to go on sale in two months, right? For WrestleMania 37 mm-hmm. in, in downtown Los Angeles, dude. And like, I've always wanted to see a WrestleMania live. And I've never had an opportunity to. I've never had my own money to spend on that. And mm-hmm. when they announced it last this like last spring, right when they were like, "We're gonna we're gonna be in L.A. for 37," I was like, "Oh, yes, like yes," because every WrestleMania Undertaker and John Cena is there. 
like so <sighs> off like so off the cuff like off the cuff like that's worth the money alone for me if anybody's mm-hmm. listening i grew up in the john cena era and from 2000 fuck 2007 to 2008 i owned every single john cena t-shirt uh, i still have a john cena hat you're one um, of those <laughs> Dude, that man was my idol, 100%. My idol as a as a kid, literally mm. like, literally my my idol, dude. Like I would go to live shows as a kid, and I'd wear a hat. I'd wear I'd wear I'd wear his hat. I'd wear a shirt. I'd wear the jean shorts. I'd I would I'd wear the wristbands, dude. Like I I loved John Cena the, so the much. Uh, I I told a story on Twitch one time about how I got um. I got in trouble for doing the hand motion that you can't see me. And some kid said I was flipping him off. And what? I, yeah, I know. It's a fuck Ralph. It's, it's a, it's a Twitch reference, but, um, yeah. And so like, I just, I wanted to see him so badly one last time, you know, cause like mm-hmm. he obviously he is doing acting now and I don't know how long he's going to be until he comes back to the ring. You know, he was at the last WrestleMania, but still like he shows up for every WrestleMania and I just wanted to see it. Just one, one last time as a full blown adult, you know. Just like I, I, I wanted it so bad. I wanted to throw up, like you know, the like three, you know, like I just, I wanted it so bad for me. And like, if if it doesn't happen, I don't know. Like we still got what six more months, seven more months before. And I don't, I don't think restrictions are coming up anytime soon. But if there are limited, yeah. if there are limited yeah. tickets, you bet your fucking ass I'm spending money on that. You know, like, <laughs> um. So I so yeah, it's it's just little things like that, man. Where, yeah, there's a big nostalgia factor. But I mean, lately the quality of the product's been good again. You know, like they, you know, they they've they've stumbled and fell a little bit with the pandemic era. You know, mm-hmm. the no fans era. Now they're in the Thunderdome now, right? For WWE, they're in the Thunderdome now, where they're doing like the you know like did you know the zoom call fans or whatever oh weird yeah the thunderdome and um AEW which is another wrestling company they're doing i think 10% capacity of what fans are supposed to be in it so like you, you know like a, like a, they're doing they're performing in an arena but they're only doing like 10% capacity mm-hmm. so it's kind of i i think that was on tonight but i didn't get a chance to look um how that kind of played out but I just think it's the same thing with like theater, right? Like if there's no audience to perform to, it's hard to, I don't want to say get into it, but it's hard to be believable, right? You need yeah. the, you need the fans reaction to completely, I guess, experience wrestling as a whole. Like you need, like, like if you're listening right now and you're like, and you're like, what do you mean the fans are everything? I, I, you gotta look, you gotta look up. It's a Monday Night Raw in which Mick Foley, and our Mankind and the Rock are, are having a championship match, right? And Stone Cold Steve Austin returns to come in and basically just fuck everybody up, and then puts Mick Foley over the Rock for the win. When you hear that. Psh- like like the glass shatter dude that entire fucking arena just erupts like I'll, I'll show you the video after this patrick like it absolutely erupts my favorite wrestlemania moment of all time is is daniel bryan winning at wrestlemania 30 right 
Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it, one of my one of my all time favorites. Literally, Daniel Bryan is my. I love John Cena. My John Cena is up there, you know. But if there was a close second, it'd be Daniel Bryan without a without a heart, you know, without a heartbeat. But um, you know, it, you know, five foot nine dude beating Dave Batista, right? The dude that played, you know, Drax and Guardians of the Galaxy, and then Randy Orton, right? Two dudes that are both six foot four, right? And they've made it believable somehow. And and and, and Daniel Bryan is a um. Daniel Bryan is one of those guys in the universe, in the WWE universe, that basically, like, the fans chose him. Like, he wasn't pushed. The fans pushed him, you know? Like, the the fans willed him to that, to that point, right? And that's another beautiful part, I think, about wrestling, man, is, like, if the fans want it bad enough, it'll happen. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it happened with Daniel Bryan, right, where he... he gets fired from the WWE twice, I think, like, um, you know, it was this literally, like, established Ring of Honor, right, the, the, the first big promotion he was in, basically established Ring of Honor as, like, this, um, great promotion, and then gets signed to the WWE, I think it's fired twice, right, comes back, turns into like this joke character, right, almost, and then, like I said, the fans willed him to the top, and, and he actually, I think it was like 2012 to 2013, him and Kane were a tag team called Team Hell No. And uh, just fantastic, dude. Like, it, it, it's like if I had to recommend anybody to like really get into for wrestling, it'd be just watch Daniel Bryan's stuff, man. His stuff is like the epitome of like underdog. Because here's the thing with wrestling too, there's always tropes. You know, mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan's is the underdog trope. Right, where it's the David and Goliath trope. In the in the video I sent earlier, they had the um they had the brothers trope, right? Where you have, you know, two people that are very close in skill, but one's better than the other and one eventually surpasses the other. The other one has to go do other things just to match the same level. They have a falling out, and then they come back together. It's like basically Naruto and Sasuke, right? Like, if you if if you want to know the brother trope, think of Naruto and Sasuke. That's the brother trope, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. All that shit like that. The Stone Cold Steve Austin and Vince McMahon is like the like your boss versus the coworker trope, you know, or your boss versus the worker trope, like stuff like that. There, there's always these tropes in wrestling, and it always, always because at the end of the day. If it isn't tag team wrestling, when in when you're in that ring, there's only two people, right? It's two people versus each other. And and what do we what do we do when it comes to fandoms? It's like we pick our person, and we want them to win, right? So what mm-hmm. they do is like they pick a good guy and a bad guy, right? Hardly you'll ever see two bad guys face each other, and hardly you'll ever see two good guys face each other. It's like there's always a good guy and a bad guy in the situation, mm-hmm. and that's just how wrestling is, and it's lasted this long and very true um very true it'll go on long before i die man but i genuinely like i was watching i was watching wrestlemania 8 and i was watching undertaker versus jake the snake roberts and listening to like the undertaker's theme and like watching him come out dude i'm like i'm so happy i've gotten to live in a time where i I gotta watch the undertaker live because like i kid you not dude like i kid you not i i couldn't do the eye roll but i wanted to so bad like i just 
Oh my god! Like as as a fully grown adult, I remember, I remember it was two year and a half ago. I was at my school and I was sitting in our student union, and our student union has a Bluetooth um, speaker, right? It's so like oh all the no. speakers underneath have the Bluetooth. Oh, somebody, no. somebody in the somebody. in the student union. It wasn't me. Somebody in the student union literally connected to the Bluetooth and put the Undertaker's theme on. And I'm sitting there writing a paper, and I literally just like look up from my laptop, and I'm like, "What is that?" <laughs> like I heard the first bell, and I was just like, "Oh, this is a Metallica song." I'm like, "This is for whom the bell tolls, right?" Yeah, and then yeah. it wasn't. And then it like the the dee, 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 dee. Oh I was like god. I was like oh my god this is so fucking Undertaker. Theme. It's like it, it it's it's just shit like that I think about wrestling that like makes me so geeked right. I love the entrances. That's I love theatrics. What can I say? You know. Mm-hmm. You and I haven't really talked a lot about it on here, but we were both in performance arts right for all of high school right. Yep. We were in drumline right, but mm-hmm. but. If if you don't know indoor drumline, which is usually like the second half of the season after marching band, indoor drumline is basically just one big performance, right? It's it's storytelling, and there's a beginning, middle, and end most of the time. There's mm-hmm. most of the time there's a first movement, second movement, third movement. There's a first you know starting, middle, and end. You yep. have to you have to portray storytelling with movement facial features body movement music music, right um and it's one of the beautiful things about storytelling right and in in just i think like humans in general right that we have this ability to be creative and we have this ability to tell stories through different forms right um i forgot what they showed in the video too where it's um it's like a form of like japanese theater where it's like a single person telling a story and they're each playing characters right it's like we can do that we yeah. have filmmaking like uh, filmmaking we have theater we have music we have you know wrestling there's so many different forms of entertainment that have storytelling in it and i think that's at the end of the day what human beings survive off of for entertainment in all forms of media like we love storytelling. We love having a good outcome. We love mm-hmm. we love hearing that there's a brighter side of everything. We love seeing, you know, the underdog win. We love seeing the good guys win, you know. And uh, I think that's what makes it so interesting. And, like, uh, I, I think that's the beautiful part about wrestling as a whole, especially in, like, New Japan recently where they literally have a wrestler named Evil. <laughs> you know like a wrestler named evil you know like hold two championships at once and um you know and, and wrestling i think sometimes isn't afraid to let the bad guy win and you know be that clouded doom over everything just so when the good guy wins it's it feels better it yeah. feels better you know I, it's, it, and i think that's like the cool thing about like wrestling mm-hmm. um is that you can have all those tropes you can have all those like storylines because it's this there's so many different like performers Mm -hmm. um that like each one has their own like match effort i don't know what it's called yeah but um yeah and i think like it's so 
versatile in that sense and that mm. it, it appeals to like there's reasons why like you know david likes john cena and i like mm. the undertaker so like mm-hmm. um yeah i think that's like one of the like more relatable things i think the best part about wrestling of it the best part about wrestling that you don't get in anything else in any form of media is long-term storytelling mm. you mm. can tell a story over years you can tell a story over a year-long period where uh, the best example and the most recent example of this is Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt, I think, is su- such an interesting character where he you know, he starts in NXT, which is the developmental bra- uh, brand is Husky Harris, right? Like just this southern boy, fucking fat dude, just whatever. And then he comes to the WWE, and after a couple years, he's Bray Wyatt, right? Uh, I think, like, Eater of Worlds or something like that, where he's kind of this cult leader. And then you see that for a few years, and then he leaves, and then he comes back as a different version of Bray Wyatt. And uh, then that version of Bray Wyatt becomes The Fiend, which is kind of like a demonic version of Bray Wyatt. But it's not as corny as it sounds. It's like uh, It's kind of like this, like storytelling that 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 started even they include nxt right where it's all of these failures right all culminated into one thing and more recently they had like a two stretch long pay-per-view where it's one one pay-per-view was one version of bray wyatt one pay-per-view was another version of bray wyatt and then this last pay-per-view was the fiend you know and they can tell that story over a six eight six seven year long period you know um same thing with like the undertaker you know like the undertaker has been around for 30 years they can tell that story of the dead man for ever you know and and undertaker is one of those weird case studies where it's like how like how is he like held that gimmick for so long in which it never feels stale and like me as a regular person like whenever i see mark calloway like in a fucking like trucker hat or something like that i'm like yo that's the fucking undertaker you know i'm like yo that's the undertaker you know mm-hmm. um and i just and i think that another part of that is like the big influence on pop culture it has you know people 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 like like the rock and stone cold steve austin Dude, like, you want to talk about impact on the culture? Fucking those yeah. two right there. Like, yeah, it's beautiful. I think it's beautiful, man. It's just, it's I I love wrestling so much. Like, it it's 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 insane. I don't I don't really think I have like a, a, a you know next to like content creating and stuff like that. Like as form as as a form of entertainment, I don't think there's anything in my life that comes close to my enjoyment for wrestling. You know. It's interesting because like I don't I forgot like when when you got back into it, but mm-hmm. I was like, oh like I haven't heard of anyone like into wrestling. Yeah. In a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I yeah, it, it just all kind of like fl- it was one of those things where it's like once I like once the dam broke down, all the water came through because yeah, yeah. as soon as I I watched that first episode of SmackDown again, dude, I was like, I'm in. Like I'm I'm in. Um, I think I take the back. I think it was SmackDown's 20th anniversary episode, which, you know, I think it was like their first episode back on Fox. Mm. Uh, the rock was in the opening segment. 
Uh, I think Kofi Kingston lost his title to Brock Lesnar. A lot of shit went on, but, like, yeah, it just was. And I'm not one of those people that, like, I love old school wrestling more than I love new school wrestling because, I mean, you can ask Pat. There's people that are in wrestling right now that I, I love Asuka. Like, she's my favorite female wrestler of all time. I think she's oh, incredibly talented. Yeah, her her YouTube videos. <laughs> they're entertaining. I think they're cute and funny. You know, she's genuinely oh, yeah. like my favorite female wrestler of all time. I've never I've never been more um I guess more entranced with a with a woman wrestler than I've I've ever had um until she kind of came along cuz she's fucking extremely talented. Like she's phenomenal, like entertaining. And on top of that like just like like i said just uh, some people just have it you know where not only are they talented but they just have they're just dripping in charisma you know mm. and she's dripping with charisma and she barely speaks english on television so it's just it's the i you know physical storytelling transcends language barriers you know yeah so yeah. and then i mean as, ter- as far as men's wrestlers like i fucking love seth rollins he's you know one of my favorites uh, uh i'm trying to think Seth Rollins, I love Finn Balor. Uh, he was another like New Japan product. Um, love Keith Lee. Um, love Daniel Bryan. He's not really as much like around as much anymore. Um, but you know, I, I I I love the product for what it is. And there's always a part of me that like no matter how bad it gets, like in terms of quality, like I'll still watch. And I'll I've watched every single pay per view since Hell in a Cell last year. So, which is, I think, around, like, October. I've watched it consistently every single every single year or every single month. So, yeah, it's – um. and if you guys didn't know, I, I'm also, like, I'm trying to be a wrestler too. It's just not easy trying to get into a school right now because, obviously, there's a pandemic. And there are places that are open right now, but I just don't feel comfortable going in when I have a, you know, a six-month-year-old at the house, almost seven now. Um, crazy. But – um. Yeah, I have a seven-month-year-old baby at the house, and I would just prefer not to uh, bring that in. Yeah. Just add that other layer. Like as is, like I'm already like an, I'm I'm working again, and and it, that's already kind of like tricky. Everybody in our house is working again, and I don't want to add on to that by just being careless about you know going to a uh, academy or anything like that. Trying to, you know. I it is a dream of mine. It's always been a dream of mine to be a pro wrestler. It's one of those things where. Um, you get told your entire life it's fucking stupid and like uh, you shouldn't fucking do that. You shouldn't waste your time with that. And then you just completely forget about it. And then you kind of grow up and you have your own money and time. And you're like, I can really just do whatever the I fuck still I want. Do this. I'm like, I could literally just do whatever I want, you know. And like that's why, like over like since since March, I've been like lifting frequently every single week, you know, like it's it's weird seeing how my body changes to like lifting like you could literally just <laughs> you know see it right now like i'm not as like twiggish as i used to be you know i'm trying to get my body in the right place before i even get into a training school as well um, you heard it here first but honestly like one of my one of my biggest videos that i really want to do is like a road to a live show right where like i i put it out in three parts where the first part is explaining it second part is training and trying to promote and then the third part is actually like performing at a live show you know that would be the ultimate goal but obviously like i can't really do that right now um Mm -hmm. also it's a little i don't want to say it's like too pricey it's it's manageable i can do it but you know 
definitely like have to put aside the money to do it. Um, cause it, usually it's like a year long program, um, year long training program. And then on top of that, like, yeah, there's, there's another factor of fucking global pandemic. So, so in the end, don't let your dreams be dreams. Don't let your dreams be dreams, yo. I promise uh, I'll I'll get there one the day. You guys, the title. my my goal in life is, I literally want to end up. I I to be honest with you, if if I ever make it and I get it and I get a contract in New Japan, like we're moving. You know, like <laughs> like I'll see you there. Like that's our gateway there. Like I'm like, like Patrick, sign my New Japan deal. I signed my new oh, Japan deal. We got to move, dog, temporarily, but we got to move, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I, like, no, wait, what? If there's any wrestling schools out there that's listening, please shoot me an email. Shoot me an email. I, I'm i in California. Just shoot me an email. We'll figure it out, you know? We'll, we'll figure it out. I, I want to I wanna train so badly. I, I, I have the physicality. I have the athleticism. I'm fucking charming as a motherfucker. I'm handsome. Um, I'm the thing is I'm five foot nine. Um, so I am a little undersized, but you know, it doesn't matter. Brian, you know, Daniel Bryan won two championships at one night. He's one of the greatest ever and like fucking beautiful, you know, so I can do it. I promise you I can do it. I'm dripping charisma. Um, Please, please hit nice. me up. Please, please hit me up. I, I swear to God, I swear to fucking God, I want to be a wrestler so bad. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Before this global pandemic even started, I was actually reaching out to uh, a school in LA. Um, oh, I didn't even know there was school. Oh no, I think you mentioned there's it. there's two, and yeah. they, I think they there's two there's two. It's Knox Pro Entertainment and Santino Brothers, and I think they kind of um, get together to do house shows uh, hmm. monthly, something like that. So something like that, I think, but fucking, hey, I want to get in there, man. I was, I was emailing Knox pro before this cause I wanted to get in. And then obviously, okay. obviously everything shut down, you know? So, hmm. and like I said, at the end of the day, like right now, like we're just still like dealing with a global pandemic. I don't, I don't think, I don't think it'd be the smartest idea to do that. So, it is yeah, kind of a little least, bit on hold, but at least, at least you're being responsible about it. Yeah, that's the thing too with like pursuing things. Like you also have to think about logistics and you know your your own personal responsibilities. And my personal responsibility is making sure that the seven month year old in my house doesn't fucking get coronavirus. You know, so that's the biggest thing. You know. <laughs> But goddamn, do I want to wear those trunks? I want to wear those knee pads. Oh I want to wear the God. fucking, the, you know, the the kick pads. I did. I want to fucking. Uh, what would your what, what would your theme be? I don't know. My theme would be. I'd probably have somebody cut like custom make it. You know. No, no. I mean, like overall. Oh. Um, like, like uh, I guess your trope. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what I would do, man. I think I. I think I'm too. I, I'm too like. I think like I could do either or. Like when it comes to good guy, bad guy tropes, you know, I could really do either or I could play both face and a heel. Although I do think that a lot of people have more fun being bad guys because you don't have to worry about being liked. Mm. Right. You don't have to worry Mm. about gaining approval. Like your whole, your whole reason for being a heel is so that way the people hate you, Mm -hmm. you know, and I could make, people hate me really easily i think i'm just kind of like a chaotic person in general so like i could really do either or 
are like are like uh, maybe you know, I'm the, I'm but it's also but it's, but it's also just determined by whoever is basically scripting the show i, I guess it's, it's more so like themes like so you know how like like under undertakers like the dead man yeah the gimmick um, yeah yeah like what would be your gimmick um or what, it, like is, is that assigned to you or do you get to pick it you know uh yeah. a little bit of both um if you're being hired by management and they want you to do it and that's what they're hiring you to do, you know, mm. like, like if you're signing a contract and like that contract is like, okay, your gimmick is going to be this. We want to try this out with you. Um, you know, like, uh, I'm trying to think of like gimmicks really. Um, like Finn Balor, like he has like one of his gimmick is the demon King, right. Where like on these super intense matches, like he comes out as the demon King Finn Balor instead of just regular Finn Balor. Right. Mm. And that's been around since, new japan so that gimmick has stayed with them right undertaker i believe was hired on to be the undertaker like Mm. when he was signed with wcw he was something else completely um like a more regular wrestler but then when his contract went up and he was signing with wwf they were like we're gonna find a spot for you we gotta find a character we gotta find a gimmick for you and they basically like the first time he set foot in wwf was for was as the was it was as the undertaker um, you know, I guess like in terms of like gimmick, I don't know if I'd really like per se have a gimmick, but it would have to be along the like underdog trope, you know, like I, I just, I feel like I'm just kind of like too small in a big man's world, you know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it is the land of giants straight up. Like <laughs> WWE is the land yeah. of giants. Wrestling is the land of giants. There's a lot of people that are over six foot. Um, it's not so often that you get people under six foot that break through the ceiling of world titles, you Mm -hmm. know, that's why the Daniel Bryan story is so beautiful because if this was the early two thousands, he would just be thrown in with the cruiserweights, you know, and the Mm -hmm. Mm cruiserweights are these mid, they call it like mid card titles where they're not never the main event right in the middle, (laughs) you know, like right in the, right in the middle to the beginning of the show, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh you know, you know Daniel Bryan, you know has all the tools to be like so like his story goes like in the WWE, right? Like his trope is the underdog trope. And so he's he comes in, he's already I think like one of the most technical, you know, like you want to talk about student of the game, like Daniel Bryan is a phenomenal like at these submission moves, just super technical, very creative on the fly is almost like a machine, like a robot, like in, in, in the ring and very talented. And then he had this, you know, he started in the yes thing, you know, like that's who started the yes movement, um, where basically he comes in and he's like over celebrating, right? He's just over celebrating. He like wins a match he's like this fucking tiny dude and he's just over celebrating. Right. And like eventually like the fans just kind of catch on and they love it. And then it boils over into, you know, like, uh, him having a world title and then he loses the world title. And then he's still, he's still acting like he's the champion basically. Right. Like it just, it just never goes away. Like even if he loses a match, if he wins a match, he comes back out the next week. Like he fucking is the champion still. And, it boils over into the whole Kane thing where, uh, you know, him and Kane are in this tag team for two years. And then after that, like 
Daniel Bryan goes back into the singles run where he's just it's just him by himself and he's still doing the yes thing and just just getting crazy reactions and then he wants a title shot but management's like you're a B plus player you'll never be an A plus but you'll never be an A player right and so then he has to show management that he's you know the top guy and uh you know you know he has a match against John Cena he has a match against Randy Orton has a match against Dave Batista all these giants really you know and like it, it just goes back to the David and Goliath thing and and that's mm-hmm. why Daniel Bryan's story is so I guess like it connects with a lot of people I think a lot of underdog stories connect with people and I think the David and Goliath trope connects with a lot of people right like I, th- I think everybody loves to be the the little guy right they want to be the little guy that wins at the end of the day. And like, that's, that's basically the story of Daniel Bryan. And if I guess like I would have to have a gimmick, it would definitely fall along those lines. Also, my name is David, David and Goliath. It's biblical. My name's from the Bible, you know? So, you know, I'd have to just, nice. I, have, I just have to roll with it, you know? So, nice. but I just think, I think my, my always biggest concern with the wrestling is like, I would never want to be seen as like a weak dude. And like, I think mm-hmm. like my, my overall style is always like a brawler style. Like in any sort of like combats where I've ever done, it's very a brawler esque style. You know, it's like fucking punch first, think later, you know, like, um, mm-hmm. always very aggressive. And I guess like, I would never, ever want to be seen as anything but that, especially when I'm, you know, coming up with a character and whatnot, especially for being undersized. It's like, how do you be undersized and then also be kind of considered a threat by being undersized? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there's always that. But I mean, once, you know, you kind of just get into the academy, start training, know your style a little bit, know your moveset a little bit, then you kind of, you know, come up with the gimmick and, and character later. So, but I do, I, like I said, I do desperately. So I literally, every single day I'm driving to work, I'm like, please, like, this isn't what I want to do. Like, I just, I want to, I want to be a pro wrestler so badly, dude. Like, I just, okay. just gotta train while you can now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, at least, I, like, in the meantime, I can get my body right. And, like, that's the most important mm-hmm. thing for the meantime. Yeah. It's definitely, definitely training and getting my physical right. So, Jesus Christ, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> We're recording this on a Thursday night at twelve fourteen a.m. Hey, at least it's not the day before. At least it's not an the hour before. before. An hour before, we're doing this at almost four, three nights beforehand. So better than yep, better than that. Better so. than the night before. Yep, for sure. <laughs> Want to wrap it up? Yeah, yeah, we can. All right, well, yeah, we're at an hour six. So good podcast, I think. Solid. I, I just, just want to let you guys know that like like I said I work in an office all day and literally every single day I'm in an office and I'm just like thinking because I'm like a, you know doing basic office work all day just mind numbingly fucking boring and I just I'm just I'm literally just standing there I'm just like waiting for this pandemic to be over because it's it's cock blocking a lot of my you know just and I'm sure it did aspirations. For a lot of people. Oh, 100%. You know, it's, it's, at least I'm at a point where, like, I'm, I'm in a good spot, I guess, in life where I, I have the choice and options to go do things like that, you know, and mm-hmm. I definitely, like I said, was planning on doing it this summer. <laughs> I'm sorry. Damn, I was, it's only bedtime. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. 
It's one of those things where I plan on doing it this summer. Um, mm-hmm. I wanted to start it up in June and, you know, fast track it, and uh, it just didn't happen. So, so if, guys, I just want to let you know, like, if there wasn't a global pandemic, this podcast wouldn't exist, and I'd be in a, in a wrestling school right now. So, You heard it here first when David does become a wrestler. Yeah, podcast oh, yeah. number 14 of David's Bizarre Podcast. August 28th. August 28th, 2020. Damn, we're rolling into September. Damn. Yep. August 28th, 2020. Um 12:16 a.m. I'm going to be on top of the world. I'm going to be on top of the world one day, so you heard it here first. Anyways. Patrick. Thanks for having me once again. Thanks for coming back on. Yeah, always a pleasure. Top of the week. This one, yeah, this one's the Monday Monday podcast. The Monday one. I'm asleep. <laughs> Anyways, Patrick, you're bottom right. Viewers, you're bottom left at PTRCKP underscore on Instagram as well as at Project Clover underscore. Also on Instagram, Project Clover on YouTube. Anything else you want to plug, Patrick? Uh, David Main Eight on uh, Twitch. It's all right. Yeah. Uh, um. You can add... Oh yeah. If you're <laughs> if you're listening to this on a Monday, I, I I would have already had my comeback. Yeah. On Friday, so. Great turnout. It yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, I just it was great. Yeah, it was such a good time. Such a great time. Yeah, totally. Anyways, guys, your bottom left-hand corner is on my social medias. Also, you heard it at the very beginning. Um, if you just wanted to support me anywhere else, just find me on Twitch. You can also find links to donate to me and shit on there on, on, on Twitch. Um, if you have money you want to expend on me, if not, just DM me. I'll, I'll give you a link. So. Or help fund his dream to become. Yeah, help my yeah help fund my dream to be a pro wrestler, y'all. Fucking hey, like just give me throw me a bone, dude. It's like I was looking at some places. It's like a five hundred dollar down payment, and it it can be anywhere between one hundred and fifty and two fifty a month. Damn, and it's a year program, and it's a year, but it's an investment. 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 You guys, you guys want to be entertained? I'll show you entertainment. You just gotta give me a little bit of dough. So, all right, guys. All right. Thank you for your time. Thank you for listening. You guys are beautiful. Peace out.